Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to Nuggets Nation, where you'll find the most up-to-date news, stories, and information about the Denver Nuggets and their organization. Brought to you by your host, Ethan Hinschel. Hey, what's up, guys? This is your host, Ethan, from Nuggets Nation, and I'm here to bring you guys episode 14, recapping tonight's game for the Denver Nuggets against the Utah Jazz. The Denver Nuggets were on the road facing the 18-20 and 20 Utah Jazz. The Nuggets were 26-12 and 12 entering this game with an 11-8 and 8 record on the road. Unfortunately, the Nuggets got blown out, and it frankly was not close. Though they lost by 13, they actually played much worse, so the scrubs at the end of the game made it a little closer of a game. It was never close this game, to be honest. From the fourth quarter, Utah outscored Denver 35-24, to 24, and then kind of from then on forward, it really was no match for the Nuggets. They didn't play any defense at all to start the game, much less in the second quarter, and they dug themselves way too big of a hole to dig out, kind of as they've done a few times. I don't even want to say a few, as they've done a handful of times so far this year. And this loss is a bit frustrating because Denver now is four, has lost 14 of the last 15 games in Utah, minus that special game when the Nuggets only had seven active players. And... The Nuggets, just for whatever reason, do not play well when they play in Utah. I don't know what it is, but they just don't play well. This is one of the worst I've seen the Nuggets look this season. I would argue that their loss to the Timberwolves early in the year, like early, early in the year, was pretty ugly, along with that loss to Oklahoma City a few weeks ago. So this is right up there with one of the worst losses of the season. So this isn't the most fun podcast to record after a tough loss but you know it is what it is and this is the ups and downs of the season and you can't put too much emphasis on games like tonight because the Nuggets are the defending NBA champions and they have one of the better starting fives in the NBA if not the best starting five in the NBA so it's just I don't know you got to remember that in moments like this though it's frustrating and the players are going to 
say how frustrating it is. You just have to remember to keep grounded, and the season's 82 games, and this was only game 39, so we're not even halfway done yet, so we still got a long way to go. So just making sure you're leveled and not getting too up or down with a loss or a win, so it's important to just echo that message and reiterate that. But moving on to that, let's just break down this game and how it went. Uh, Jokic had no help outside of himself yeah he was about the only nugget who seemingly wanted to win tonight and really just showed up to be honest Jokic had 27 points 11 rebounds and six assists he shot the ball exceptionally once again he was eight to nine shooting the ball um and he went 10 to 12 from the free throw line so he's getting to the free throw line a little more consistently right now which is great to see and then beyond that the rest of the starters didn't do shit to be honest Aaron Gordon had 12 points Michael Porter had five points he played horribly Jamal Murray had 17 points. He shot the ball really poorly once again. KCP had 12 points. The bench didn't do much. And if you look at the box score, it might tell you that the bench contributed, but a lot of that was scrub minutes when they entered the fourth quarter around like five and a half minutes left when they were down 25 and hit three straight threes, I believe. They cut it to 16. So the bench got some points there. And then I don't know. They just they couldn't get any defensive stops in the half court to start the game. And if you remember, if you watched my podcast or listened to my podcast yesterday, you would have remembered. Not yesterday. Sorry, I recorded it yesterday. It's late. I the one that was published this morning previewing tonight's game was that three keys for the Denver Nuggets to win were to play good half-court defense, to push the ball in transition. And though they did push the ball in transition a few times in the first half, not many times in the second half, if many at all, they turned the ball over. So pushing the ball in transition, I was implying that, you know, you have to be successful to push the ball, not only pushing the ball in transition, but transition leading to points. And the Nuggets didn't do that. And not only that, but the third was you have to close out on contested shots to make them contested shots. And the Nuggets didn't do that either. So the three goals that were going to propel the Nuggets to potentially win tonight's game, they went over 3 in. And usually if you don't play good half-court defense, you don't contest shots, and you don't play any transition basketball and score points off turnovers, you're not going to win, especially on the road. And that's kind of what they did tonight. So it's a bit of a tough loss, as I mentioned a few times so far in this episode. But fortunately, the Nuggets do get right back at it Friday in Denver against the New Orleans Pelicans, who had a dominant win tonight against the Golden State Warriors. So it's important to just, you know, you got to put this in behind you, not forgetting about it, but you got to... You can't let this linger in these guys' heads because they are professional athletes and they do have a game to get ready for in less than 48 hours right now. So it's important to just move on. And I know Malone is going to reiterate that message in the locker room most likely about how it's a long 82-game season. The goal is to win another NBA championship. They got to make a push for that. And in order to do that, there's going to be ups and downs throughout the season. And though... This is kind of a narrative-setting stretch for the Nuggets, as multiple people have alluded to on Twitter and just media guys who follow the Nuggets and women, not just guys. Uh, this is a big stretch for the Nuggets, as as I mentioned in the preview for the Utah Jazz, that they have two games at home against the Pelicans on Friday and the Pacers on Sunday, and then they go on a five-game road trip facing off against Philly, Boston, Washington, New York, and Indiana. So 
this next seven-game stretch, including tonight, well, would would be eight games, is really going to kind of not like dictate their season, but it's going to show you where they are entering the month of February. Then they come back home after the road trip to finish two off and then go back on the road once more to face OKC. But this is really going to dictate kind of where the Nuggets are at this point. And I know as Nuggets fans we can recognize that the schedule has been kind of brutal so far for the Nuggets this year. And I think tonight was a little evident of the brutal schedule we've seen so far. This is game 39, which is the NBA leading played game. So the NBA did not do the Nuggets any favors when it came to scheduling this season. But, you know, like I said in a previous episode, we're not going to complain. We just got to make what it is because there's no fixing it. So you you can you can complain, but complaining's not going to do anything. So you can either face it head on and just deal with it, or complain. So I'm going to choose to take the approach of just dealing with it as the players are going to do, because excuses are a weak mentality to have, and it's that simple. You just got to persevere and do better. And I know the Nuggets know that, and the players know that, and the coaching staff knows that. So as a fan and someone who covers this team via podcasting, I am not overly concerned about this loss. They've struggled against Utah. It's kind of just fitting this pattern and as a bigger picture thing I do not think that struggling against Utah is frankly the worst team in the world or the worst thing in the world not the worst team in the world and there are certain teams in the NBA that consistently just give other teams a difficult time and for whatever reason the Clippers kind of do it to the Lakers and that's a bit of a different example because it's LA versus LA and on top of that the Clippers have a better team than the Lakers the Lakers are not playing so well at the moment. And just there's multiple factors that go into games like this. It's on national TV. The Nuggets have to remember that every team's going to come gunning for them this year as the defending NBA champions. And Utah, Lowry Markkinen's been back now, and he's playing well. And they just had good contributions. You got to credit Utah where and you got to credit Utah and give credit where credit's due. And Utah was the better team tonight, and they deserve to win. So it's really not much... Beyond that, I would say that's kind of the emphasis of tonight that Nuggets didn't play well. Nothing overly concerning, I would argue. They had won six straight road games coming into this game, allowing 112 points, I believe, in those six wins on the road, scoring 118 points. Once again, I'm not positive about those numbers, but I'm pretty sure. And I could double check them at the end of this episode and update you guys on Twitter afterwards. But I'm nearly confident those are the numbers. So they have been playing well on the road, and that's why I'm not too overly concerned. More frustrated and upset than concerned, which is a better emotion slash feeling to have after a tough loss, I would argue. But as we look forward, I just want to point out a few things. The Nuggets are 26-13, and 13, so we're two games away from the halfway mark for the regular season, which will be officially on Sunday after the Indiana Pacers game. And I know in not the preview for the Utah Jazz, but my episode that released on Tuesday morning, this past Tuesday, I talked about the stretch of games that they have coming up. And I just want to mention something because I had recorded that podcast on Sunday evening. And I believe Monday night, Tyrese Halliburton got injured. And fortunately, it was not too significant of a hamstring injury as it seemed to be when he got carried off the floor by his teammates, it looked pretty ugly. Unfortunately, for Nuggets fans, you're not going to get to see Tyrese Halliburton on Sunday as he most likely will be out, and I also believe he probably will still be out for when Denver faces off against Indiana on the road, but it is towards the end of that road trip, so who knows? 
these guys are freak athletes, so they do heal at an exceptionally fast pace. And Tyrese is such a great basketball player. And as Nuggets fans who don't get to see the Indiana Pacers often, I think it's kind of exciting to see such a good, young, talented player play. And it's a bummer that the Nuggets fans are not going to get to see him at minimum this Sunday in Denver. Fortunately for Nuggets fans, as a reminder, Bruce Brown does play on the Indiana Pacers. So he's going to get a big welcome back on Sunday. It's a one thirty local start game. So it's a nice afternoon game on a Sunday. The weather's supposed to be pretty cold in Denver, but you know, I think that'd be a cool game to go to for fans. Just welcome Bruce Brown back to Denver. He played such a big part on last year's championship run through the regular season, through the playoffs, and just his presence was felt more than just on the basketball court for the Nuggets. He was a great locker room guy. He helped mentor young guys. And I think a lot of, especially Jeff Green too, don't discount Jeff Green, but Bruce Brown too tremendously did that role. And I just want to highlight a few things. And a tough loss, I don't want it just to be focused on negatives. I do want to bring some positives to the table. And some nights you might ask, like, Ethan, how can you really bring a positive to the table? And I think there's, regardless of the situation, I think it's a good skill in life that you can take positives out of positives out of negative situations because that's just life sometimes. And this is a basketball game, so it's just important to scale things down. But a positive out of today's game was Peyton Watson. He didn't shoot the ball well. He was 1-8, 1-5 from 3. However, he kept shooting the ball. And I think that shows you something about his development and the trust that Malone has in him and the trust that he has in Malone. Because trust is a two-way street. Coach Malone can trust a player, but if that player believes that if he shoots three shots and misses those three shots, that he's going to be pulled and his playing time might be affected. And that does not seem to be the case with Peyton Watson and Coach Malone because he shot the ball eight times tonight and he missed seven of those eight shots. And some of those shots were not the best shots, to be honest. And Peyton Watson was one of the only players on the Nuggets tonight who I would say played some good defense. Christian Braun also played some good defense. But Peyton Watson, his development has been so cool and so fun to watch. As a Nuggets fan, I think he has legit gotten better game to game. And his development's kind of be a bit of a roller coaster to be honest I think you're going to see some really good spurts and then you're going to see some spurts where he struggles depending on the matchups he's going against but his confidence is key to his development and coach Malone has 100% instilled confidence into Peyton Watson and when players play with confidence they just play better it's that simple when you have confidence in life you just do things better so confidence in athletes is so important and especially young athlete like Peyton Watson just making sure he feels confident in his game is so key to the Nuggets long-term goals and another player I'd like to point out is Christian Brown he has been struggling a lot offensively lately kind of all year it's a bit of a disappointment I don't even want to say a bit I think it's pretty disappointing to see his development offensively I think especially in tonight's game when the Utah Jazz played his own he really struggled to navigate through that zone with his ball handling and that's a skill that you would have hoped that he would have gotten better in the offseason in and his free throw shooting is also just it's it's not good and for a player of his stature free throw shooting has got to be something he's improving upon because he's not contributing offensively in the half court set so his job out there is to play defense and he does play defense rather well he's not the best defender in the world but he's a solid defender 
But for him, if he's going to just become a primary defensive player, he's got to take it up a notch and become a lockdown defender, kind of like KCP is. And he's just not there yet. And I think it's a bit of a disappointment because I think the Nuggets were expecting a bit of bigger things from him. Fortunately, as I mentioned a little earlier, a few minutes ago, Peyton Watson has taken a big jump. And I don't think the Nuggets were necessarily expecting him to take this big of a jump so soon. I think they had big expectations for Peyton Watson as any keen and diehard NBA fan or just fan of the Nuggets who watches, you can see that Peyton Watson is blooming with potential and such a high ceiling. It's just about connecting the dots and connecting the pieces all together. And once he can do that, he will flourish. And you see spurts of it here and there. So it's just important. It's a long season. To reiterate the message, it's a long season. This loss sucks. Nuggets are 26-13. and 13. They're 13 games above 500. They're still 11-9 and nine on the road, so there's still two games above 500 on the road. And I don't know. Obviously, you want to go for that number one seed in the West because the Nuggets have such a good home court advantage. But wherever the Nuggets fall, I do feel confident in their playoff run. The West is so tough. It's so deep this year. Minnesota's really good. They played a really good Boston Celtics team tonight and forced them to overtime. Oklahoma City Thunder, they're really good. They're really young, so they got young, fresh legs. The Los Angeles Clippers are really good. They've been really good in their past 20, 25 games with the addition of James Harden, though that struggled at first. They kind of flipped the switch a week or two after that, and they've been kind of just coasting ever since. And even teams like Phoenix, like though they have not been consistently good this year, Bradley Beal has been back, I believe, for a week or two now. And just consistency amongst Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant is going to be huge for the Suns because at the start of the year, I believe I mentioned how for the Suns, their goal is to win an NBA Finals, and it's not a regular season award. So the regular season is going to be out figuring figuring out the rotations and just everything. And I don't think the U, not the Utah Jazz, sorry, I don't think the Phoenix Suns have done that so far this year. So they still got a lot of work to go. But the Dallas Mavericks are another great team. Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, and they got some young guys too. So. The West is stacked, and you still got the Pelicans, the Kings, and the Kings are also another young team as well as the Pelicans. So there's a lot of good competitors out there and challengers to the Nuggets, and it's a great feat for the Nuggets to be able to compete against these teams on a nightly basis in the Western Conference to get you ready for the playoffs. But I don't know. I don't want to sound negative when I say this, but the West feels a little tougher this year than last year, I would argue, and... I don't think it's necessarily negative. I just think it means like you got to be more battle tested come playoffs since it's a tougher West in the regular season. And then come the playoffs, like you're going to have really tough teams starting in the first round. But I think the Nuggets had that last year, to be honest, though people discredited Minnesota. They were still a good team in the Lakers and the Suns. So and then obviously the Heat, you know, so I don't know. It's 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 a long season. and It's important to remember that. And I, I have hope for the Nuggets, and for those who are maybe losing hope, I don't think you should stay on board, and the Nuggets are really good. Jokic is incredible. He's currently the leading favorite for MVP, just a bit of a side note according to FanDuel, and yeah, like I, this loss is frustrating, but don't let it overblow things out of proportion. The Nuggets, I expect them to win Friday night at home. They're going to look to get off to a fast start, as I mentioned before, and I'll come out with an episode hopefully tomorrow, maybe not, maybe Friday morning, with a preview for the Pelicans game, just depending how much 
work I have between now and then. But I will do my absolute best to give you guys a preview of that game, and then I will absolutely give a recap of that game for Saturday morning. But on this note, go Nuggets, and I hope that everyone has a wonderful day, and I look forward to catching up with you guys soon. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.